What up, East High? Howdy, partners. We're back with the podcast. Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. And what are we? No, who are we? (laughs) We are the Amateur Nerds. And more specifically, I am Condra. And I am Tyler. What are we talking about with regards to High School Musical in this episode, Condra? Tyler, today we are talking about Minute 62, which starts out with Troy saying they're going to get that championship. And yeah, end, they are. And ends with Gabriella starting to sing. <laughs> oh, it's funny when that happens. It's funny how you find yourself. So yeah, the, the first lines we hear her sing are, it's funny when, and then it cuts off. We'll get to that. So yeah. we have a minute of the movie High School Musical here. You know, that's the premise of the podcast. What we've said already. Yeah. So it starts with the end of Troy's kind of video, videoing into the room with Gabriella. Um, unbeknownst to Troy, obviously. Yeah. And he's just trying to like rally the guys and be like, we're going to win this. Like, we got this. But at the detriment of another person's feelings. Yeah. And so then we kind of have the the interventions split up a little bit. Troy and the basketball boys kind of go out. They're excited. They're all like, get your head in the game. (laughs) But it is the opposite feeling in the science classroom that Gabriella and Taylor are in. Gabriella's kind of glum. Yeah. And Taylor's still being not compassionate and mean. (laughs) And then Gabriella kind of just sits in a room until she just, apropos of nothing, starts singing a song out of nowhere, which is kind of hilarious in its own way. But one thing at a time. So Troy is wrapping up his speech and he's going, I'm like, guys, I'm I'm with you and we're going to take this championship. And everyone gets all pumped up. They do a little bit of a call and response. You know, the get your head in the game type thing. Did, am I missing anything? What what are the, is there anything specific that they said in that that was interesting? Or, no, no, that's kind of it. it <laughs> it's just more um, we get a call and responses. They're leaving the locker room. Yeah. So Troy has convinced his friends that he is going to support the basketball and potentially drop the musical and his association with Gabriella altogether, which is interesting to it's say the least. It's a big move. He has got his head in the game, as it were. But in the other room, we've got Gabriella, who is just sitting, watching in silence with this kind of sad look on her face. And she's got the single (laughs) tear running down her eye. And Taylor's like, and here we have it. Lunkhead basketball, man. (laughs) And she's like, told you so. I am right. And then it's like, and we could still use you in our... For the (laughs) academic decathlon, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Taylor, read the room, like literally. And the 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 rest of the decathlon people are still kind of around her when she's I like, don't know. they they kind the- of walk out well, early. They're like, okay, I think we're done here. We're gonna go. Well, th- there's this, like one last bit of them looking smug, and then they start to like peel out. But Taylor's still like, we could really use you. Like, we'll be at lunch. Are you coming? And like. She kind of softens towards the end, but it's still at the beginning. It's still a lot of like, you should be on our side. Like, yeah, Taylor just, she is very singularly focused in trying to get Gabriella on the team that she's like, oh, I know how to do this. Let's emotionally ruin her and then she'll be on my team. Like, yeah, uh, to quote Tony Stark, not a great plan. Um, no, no. She's just not compassionate and like she sees her crying, but it's like, you know what? I think I'm going to still go for this pitch. Yeah, well, it's it's like we were talking about in the last minute. It's like, what is Taylor's beef? Like, 
her arguments is like against Troy for some reason. The real thing that she needs to stop is Gabriella wanting to be involved with a musical instead of academic decathlon, which like just isn't. So she's making the wrong argument still like, but I guess by ending her association with Troy because auditions are in pairs for some reason, then she can no longer be involved with the musical, which I guess is a reasonable way to do it. But like, it's just not the right, it's just, again, she's making the wrong argument here. Yeah. Because even if it was just Gabriella like, dating Troy, how is that any of Taylor's business? It's not. And that's, like, both Chad and Taylor are trying to control the directions that Troy and Gabriella are trying to create for themselves. Yeah. And I, th- I don't think Taylor is wholly without compassion, because she does go, like, and if you want to come to lunch, like, we'll be there, or, you know, whatever. Um, she softens when Gabriella really starts to cry like that's really like the first few tears she's like unfazed and then it's like oh yeah I mean I think she realizes what's going on but she doesn't have like the um, emotional bandwidth to like apologize or like really like try to make the situation better she just kind of stops and realizes that Gabriella probably wants to be alone right now and leaves at least she doesn't say something like I, this is for your own good or something like that. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from the perspective of Chad and Taylor, though, that plan went perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Man, Chad really knew how Gabriella was thinking and like how to destroy both of them. <laughs> yeah. The camera thing worked like there was no technology glitches. Uh, Troy said just the right thing to hurt Gabriella's feelings. They timed it perfectly. Troy is bought into basketball. I guess Gabriella hasn't bought into academic decathlon yet. We'll see, maybe. Because um, maybe, you know, she doesn't feel positive feelings towards Taylor and, and them now that they kind of ambushed her and, and ruined her emotions. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and find out. Um, but then all so- of a sudden, Gabriella is sitting in the classroom and she hears shouting from outside yeah she goes and looks out the window and we see a a gathering of people um a surprise pep rally as it were yeah because we hear the we kind of we hear the uh wildcat breakdown start playing out of speakers like when you hear the wildcat breakdown it's because it's you know wildcats everywhere throw your hands up in the air wildcats in the house like you know that you know it's not it's not we're not meant to assume that it's cheerleaders singing it or like or like people genuinely singing it it's kind of like you can tell that it's a pre-recorded song. So are, are people playing it out of speakers? Like, what's going on here? Potentially, it could be playing out of speakers, like, to the outside. So, like, Someone have a boombox? A very powerful boombox. I feel like that's more likely. Yeah, maybe one of the, like, the, the cheer squad to practice has, like, a yeah. speaker that they use. Well, they've got... They've got like an intense boombox, like from Do the Right Thing. Huge, requires 12 D batteries. Just absolute blasting. An absolute unit, as it were. Yeah. Yeah, and Gabriella is watching them, like the cheerleaders perform, and then there are non-cheerleaders that are also dancing the like the dance. Yeah. And then everyone's wearing red except for Troy, who's wearing his blue sweater. And yeah, sure enough, Troy and the basketball boys come out into the middle of the crowd and they get on like 
crates and they start chanting and then Troy gets lifted into the crowd and Chad gives him a basketball <laughs> and it's very like they already won, even though it's just like, no, nah, it's next week still. We, we've got time to to generate pep. How much spontaneous, like there is no situation where just like in the middle of the school day, because right there at lunch period, they just have like spontaneous uproar of school spirit like that that is not that has never happened hey we don't know this school is very passionate about their basketball team i i can see it like if it was like literally a planned pep rally then yes but what what's going on here it's like maybe it was and that's how they got troy to be in the locker room at the right time they're like yeah we're gonna like all get ready before the pep rally and then instead they And then ambushed. all the nerds were like, we're not going to go to the pep rally. We're all going to gather in this room. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. That, that's, that actually kind of makes sense. The academics are anti-sport. And so Gabriella is kind of watching this from the window and she's like, darn, that that's my that's my that's my boy. He he betrayed me. And now with a big and now, sad. And now I need to sing uh, the, the, the Grease song where, where Sandy's sad. I have always associated this song with that song. So thank you for. <laughs> No, we, we we actually caught the tail end of uh, Greece the other day. Indeed, we did. And we were like, man, we haven't talked about Greece in a while. <laughs> and I feel like I would have thought of Greece here regardless of if we had caught the tail end of Greece the other day. So uh, remind me the situation of when Sandy kind of sings her emotional song. So Sandy is at the sleepover at Frenchie's house and Rizzo and the other pink ladies have just sang Sandra D after... Frenchie was trying to pierce Sandy's ear and Sandy got sick. And so she was <laughs> recovering in the bathroom while they were singing Sandra D. And she comes out and she's like, you making fun of me, Riz? And then Riz is like, some people are so touchy. And then Sandy <laughs> tries to. You're doing you're doing what I do with other movies where you're just like saying the lines. <laughs> I just that. The, well, the thing is, those lines are actually in the soundtrack. So, like, when I yeah. used to listen to the soundtrack when I was younger, like, those lines were in it. So, I just know those lines. And then Sandy yeah. starts talking to, I don't know her name. She's not Janet or Rizzo. She's the third pink, or Frenchie. She's that other other pink lady. And um, she's writing letters to myriad of boyfriends that are across the sea. And Sandy's like, can I have a piece of that paper? And then she goes outside and starts singing woefully it's also in part because um danny at so it ended it's like her feeling sad started at the pep rally when she like sees danny again but danny's around all of his t-bird friends and he's acting like a jerk and she's like you're not the danny i used to know kind of thing yeah and so he he's been like kind of peer pressured into being like ew a girl like i only care about my guy friends or not just or not a pink lady or not yeah. a, a a part not, of my social group that would be acceptable for me to be interested in. Yes, exactly. Um, which is, you know, very similar to what we have going on here. So Gabriella, much like uh, Sandy, has just been kind of like um, reminded that like the boy she's interested in isn't interested in her because he's interested in his specific basketball slash leather jacket gang. Um, and she belongs to this kind of other class of people who is kind of preppy and well-dressed. And she's like, oh, this is never going to work out with the boy. He's a jerk. He's a jerky jerk face. Um, jerky big jerk and, face. And so now she sings her uh, sad song all by her lonesome. 
Uh, but instead of it being on the front porch of her friend's house, it's in a science classroom. Tyler, that's just the first line. You will see where this goes. Oh, boy. Um, well, what I was going to say, some, some, some of what's powerful about some songs in Greece is that because Greece is so cheaply made, <laughs> um, so the, the locations are often so simple, but it actually makes it like really effective. So when you get specifically Rizzo's song, where it's just kind mm. of all song like in these kind of like exterior high school area. Yeah, this columnade columnade. Yeah, um, that's 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 really powerful. Um, or um, you were saying you're the one that I want just in like the little when we were watching it the other night, you were like, oh, this this scene is like not super fancy backgrounds, but well, they're in like the carnival area, which is like, you know, not movie set expensive. Like it's as expensive as a carnival is, which is in the grand scheme of things, not that costly. So, yeah, well, what they they're able to direct the scenes, interestingly enough, to make it still interesting, even though the, like the literal set that they're on isn't as evocative of emotions so, you know, like other movies will kind of like be on these like, big fancy sets. And that's kind of what makes a musical moment interesting. But something as simple as like sitting on the, a front porch and having an emotional song. It's it's that kind of irony of like, oh, by doing less, we're doing more. Indeed. And we will explore how this film takes this big emotional song in the minutes to come. But I really can't emphasize enough how funny it was for me to just be watching this scene because it's it's so out of nowhere that she just starts singing like <laughs> like there's no like piano cue like the first part of the song is singing. Yeah. So and it, that is a big <laughs> difference from basically all the other songs we've had where there has been a buildup like stick to the status quo in two minutes before the song actually started. We had already gotten some of the musical cues like, oh, something is coming like this is a big break. Yeah. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. I, I just I get chuckles out of like it's um, I said this before we started recording, but it's like in um. Monty Python and the Holy Grail when the 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 son the the son who's trapped in the castle by the father is like just wants to sing and the father keeps going like nope 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 the, no song in here like I wanted someone to just cut, like Taylor to come back and like interrupt the the song about to start be like hey Gabrielle I mean, Gabrielle being like oh what and then like Taylor leaves again and then she picks back up into the song like that would have been funny yeah it wouldn't have matched the emotions of the moment though so yeah well, obviously. So, yeah, not too much about it. We'll, we'll get into the song next week. Yeah. So, are you ready for the decom of the week? Yes. So, you're going to present to me a Disney Channel original movie, and I'm going to have to guess what it's about. Indeed. So, this week, we're taking the absolute legendary film, Camp Rock, which came out in Whoa. 2008, starred Demi Lovato in one of her first, like, Disney roles. The cover even says introducing Demi Lovato. So like Demi Lovato. Um, and also the Jonas Brothers. But Joe Jonas is like billed much higher because he's like more of the main character. And then his um, Kevin and Nick are just in there as well. And it is directed by Matthew Diamond. Anything else? So we've got, I mean, yeah, it's it's Demi Lovato and the Jonas Brothers. Great. And so, yeah, Camp Rock, um, obviously one of the bigger decoms it is the, to have ever yeah, come it's out. It's the third, what is it, the third most viewed uh, decom of all time behind HSM2 and Wizard of Waverly, Wizards of Waverly placed the movie. Yeah, I mean, you have your kind of 
S tier decoms are your high school musicals, your descendants and kind of Camp Rock is kind of like the one that's like just below those. I would put this S tier. Honestly, like this is probably S tier tie. I mean, I know. I, I was just saying it's it just happens to be just below the below the other two. Yeah. But it's still in the same tier. Yes. Um and I just happen to have not seen it because when I was ten years old I wasn't really watching Disney Channel or DCOMs anymore. Which isn't to say that I wasn't really watching kids television, because I think I still was. Just like wasn't what I was interested in. Uh, we watched a lot of like Mythbusters back then. Yeah. <laughs> um that was our TV consumption. Okay, um, Camp Rock. So clearly, you know, it takes place at a camp a la uh, a Friday the 13th movie, except not about uh, Jason Voorhees uh, killing people, but about um, teenagers enjoying rock and roll music, although maybe with some similar themes. <laughs> so we got uh, Demi Lovato clearly as our lead and the Jonas Brothers as kind of our established like like Demi Lovato is clearly new to Camp Rock. And the Jonas Brothers are the ones that have, like, already been there. They're either, like, counselors or, you know, people who have been involved with it for a while. And here's the thing I don't know. I don't know if it's a regular camp that becomes a music-oriented camp or if it's a music camp that's, like, classical music that then they turn into a rock camp. This is what I don't know. My inkling is to go to the latter because that seems funnier to me is that it's like a classical music camp and Demi Lovato is like a like a classical singer and the Jonas Brothers are there and they play like guitar and bass guitar and drums. But they're kind of like saddled into these kind of very official roles of like, well, you're going to play the drums in the jazz band and you're going to play percussion in the concert band and that's going to be it. So maybe they're they're sneaking off in the middle of the night to play music in the woods, <laughs> um, you know, as as camps are wont to do. And Demi Lovato has a love interest in Joe Jonas. So here's the other thing, because I said something about them being counselors and because it's always weird with like camps, because camps are meant for like young kids to like middle school age kids. High schoolers don't really go to camps. By the time you're high school age, you're like a counselor at a camp. Although sometimes there are band camps for like middle to high school age people, because that's when you like start to get really proficient at your instruments. So because it doesn't doesn't make sense for like the teenagers to like be the the students of the camp, but also the counselors, because then are there adult counselors? I don't I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just kind of there's overlap. So like the Jonas Brothers, like are kind of the more experienced ones. So they're like, they have like leadership roles, but they're still kind of participants. And there's also adults around who are kind of guiding things. I don't know. So Demi Lovato is into Joe Jonas, much like the Electric Light Orchestra song where there's like a, there's like an opera singer and he's like, I'm going to show you how to sing the blues. She kind of gets like rock and roll singing lessons from this, this Jonas brother. And all of a sudden there's like conflict in the camp because more and more of the, you know, camp attend attendees. Rock aria. Yeah, yeah, rock aria or rock aria is the name of the song. Um, that's why I couldn't remember it because it's a stupid title. Um, Ouch. <laughs> so people start getting wind, and that, like all of a sudden, all these like clarinetists and uh, cellists are like, "I want to do rock and roll music," and they're and they're like, "But you can't. It's it's classical music." Um, so all these like kids are like want to do rock and roll, kind of like school yeah, of rock. Yeah, I'm like I you're suppose. describing school of rock. Um. <laughs> 
I mean, they're, they're, it's okay for there to be overlap. It's a it's a very common thing of like teenage rebellion through rock and roll. Like it's literally like what rock and roll is. So, and of course, in this case, rock and roll is not rock and roll like the like the sort they do in School of Rock, but rock and roll like what eight year old pop music is. So anyway, um, uh, you know, it all comes to a head and the, the, the whatever adult that's like, I'm never going to let rock and roll be in this classical music camp. Well, let's give that that person a different voice. I'm never going to let rock and roll be in this classical music camp. Uh, there we go. That's 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 better. Um, and but uh, they they end up playing a song that like fuses all of their talents into like one so it's like what like wow i much like electric light orchestra where it's like wow i never realized that you could incorporate classical music into rock and roll music and it all fuses together so well and then uh, and then they all sing a big concert at the end it's like a big dance party at the end uh because it's a musical and that's what kids like watching in tcoms and then they and then they kiss and then the the two other jonas brothers uh, well, they certainly don't kiss each other. Um, they 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 find other people to kiss. Everyone everyone's smooching at the end of this movie, um, and they're singing rock and roll, and they're having a good old time. And that's that's it. Did I did I describe anything? Um, well, you got some of it. So, all right, let's let's start this out. So to to start out, uh, Demi Lovato and the Jonas Brothers are all camp goers at Camp Rock which is just a summer music camp. It's not a classical music camp. It's it it, it involves a variety of styles of music. Uh, but is it called Camp Rock from the get-go? It get is called Camp Rock from the get-go. Oh, darn. I thought it was like <laughs> camp music, and then they're like, we're going to turn this into Camp Rock. Like, No. Okay. No, it is Camp Rock. Um, so darn. Demi Lovato's character can't afford, her family can't afford to go to the camp for her to go to the camp but she figures out a way that she can go if her mother who um is a caterer arranges all the food for the camp and that would enable um demi lovato's character to go but she needs to help her mom in the kitchen Mm, i see but she doesn't want others to know that she her mom works in the kitchen kind of thing it's one of those everyone else's families come from very well-known music families like are these big people. The Jonas Brothers in this movie are actually a popular music trio, this time called Connect Three. And they ha- <laughs> they, they're assigned to a label already. They're, um, they, they produce music. So they're not literally the Jonas Brothers, but they're, they're like, we're meant to assume that they're yeah. like pretty much the Jonas yeah. Brothers. Yeah, they have different names. But they're still going to a camp for some reason. Yeah, they um, are teaching the dance classes. Uh, okay. And they... At the end of the summer, they get to record a song with the winner of the final jam, which is kind of the big contest at the end of the summer that everyone's building up toward. I see. And so early on in the camp, uh, Demi Lovato's character is singing in like a random room and Joe Jonas overhears this beautiful voice and is like, where is this coming from? And tries to find the owner of said voice but cannot figure out it's Demi Lovato. <laughs> so this whole, the whole rest of this movie, Joe Jonas is like, I need to find this voice. So just to kind of sum up that bit. And uh, Demi Lovato's character is very much trying to like make friends with these people that are very well-to-do. She has to lie quite a bit, saying that like her mom actually works for a really big telev- like a music television company. It's called Hot Tunes TV China. <laughs> 
<laughs> so think you're like MTV, I guess. And that lie gets her into like one of the more elite group of girls. But lo and behold, they use Demi Lovato's character in a little fight. Like a, they get into a food fight one day and... <gasps> Not a food fight. I, I know, Ty, you missed the food fight for this one. <laughs> and... Demi Lovato's character gets blamed for it, and no, that's not right. Did she get kicked no, out? No, no, she Camp doesn't. Rock? What did I do wrong? Um, Phew. No, I was worried. So the owner, she tries to get blamed. They try to blame her for it, but instead, he, uh, the owner, punishes one of the other girls who work to like work in the kitchen, and she's afraid she's gonna get caught. So she doesn't want to like overly support this girl because she's like, I could get caught for being, like, not from the family I say I'm from. And so she's, like, dealing with this whole friend lying drama. And while this all is going on, Joe Jonas is writing a new song, and he shares it with Demi Lovato's character, not knowing that she's the voice that he's been looking for. And she likes it a lot, but there's a lot of concern, like, oh, would it be successful, like, with this new direction the song is be successful with the record label and all that kind of stuff the girl that does get blamed for the food fight and has to work in the kitchen eventually finds out demi lovato's secret and they end up teaming up together against this mean girl who has been trying to tear demi lovato down and this mean girl is also jealous of Demi Lovato because she is getting closer to Joe Jonas and she wants to be with Joe Jonas and like there's there's two other Jonas brothers girl just get find one of them well okay Ty this is 2008 <laughs> um Nick is still like young he's like still baby face Nick um he's not <laughs> Nick Jonas as we know him today who has an incredible wife who um Priyanka who is just an amazing human and then and an incredible jaw <laughs> and um kevin who people tend to forget no about no one ever really had a crush on <laughs> so the mean girl tries to convince joe jonas that demi lovato is only getting close to him because he's famous and mm, demi lovato is now like the like the laughing stock of the camp and there's lots of tension and she's like what do i do they aren't allowed and it hits a point where she's not allowed to participate in anything until the end of the the season at the final jam and the final jam starts happening and the mean girl loses her support group um and they record on uh, they present on their own and the mean girl's like mom is there and like ignores the mean girl so she gets all emotional and doesn't do well there's another performance that's like eh but then Demi Lovato comes out with an absolute banger of a song called This Is Me that like if you probably hear it you'll have probably heard it before Tyler like just cause it was like it's like we're all in this together it's like this banger of a song and Joe Jonas realizes that she is the voice and they um he actually joins her on stage and they, the mean girl ends up giving, like, telling the owner of the camp that uh, Demi Lovato didn't do anything wrong and, like, Demi Lovato's, like, celebrated, but she is not the one that wins. Oh, no. Um, it's one of the mean girl's friends that was like, you're a terrible person to her kind of thing. And then there's a big song at the end. Well, there has to be a big song at the end. Yep. All right. Well, I feel like Camp Rock is, it's, 
<laughs> I feel like the plot isn't as important as there's a bunch of uh, attractive teenagers at a camp singing together. Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah, it's a pretty like standard like oh, are they gonna like is he gonna figure out that she's the voice? It's it's got like Little Mermaid elements to it. It's got like <laughs> some classic Mean Girls kind of stuff. It's it's got a it's it's yeah, yeah. but. Demi Lovato in it is so good. I think my plot was more meant for like the humor of like the dueling cultures. Yeah. Um, Yours is much more School of Rock. Yeah. And the the real plot is much more of like class drama, which is like fair, I guess. But I I, I still kind of like mine better. And of course, Camp Rock is on Disney Plus. Of course. Well, thank you, Condor. That was our DCOM of the week and Minute 62 of High School Musical. Before we go, where can people find us on the internet? People can find us on the Twitter, at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, tell us what your favorite camp was as a child. Did you did you turn it into a rock and roll camp through sheer willpower? <laughs> Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I have been Condra. I have been Tyler, and we'll catch you next time for Gabriella singing. Just, just singing her heart out. Singing her lungs out. Hopefully, none of her other organs come out. But we'll be here to talk about it. You can bet on it.